This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Welcome to a new episode. Today we have Eric Johnson and he's going to talk about the gift of wisdom with us. So Eric, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. All right. Well, I am, uh, first of all, a uh, a husband and father. We're, we're expecting our seventh. Our oldest is 14. Uh, and then down to, we're expecting in December. We live in Newark, New Jersey. I'm a seminary professor at, at the seminary at Seton Hall University, where I teach mostly undergraduate seminarians. Um, so we're sort of introducing them to theology and to thinking, of, I guess, about really thinking about our faith. Oh, and, and I have a blog at Professor Johnston. It's uh, with Johnston with a T, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, professorjohnston.com, where I, I write, actually recently I've mostly just been writing about the Sunday readings, trying, but, but trying to get a bit more substance out of, out of our faith and, and not just skim the surface. So you have a background uh, in theology yourself, right? You studied theology, is it? Or you graduated with it? Uh, that's, that's right, yeah. I have my, a PhD in theology from the Catholic University of America in Washington. And I've been a professor for uh, <laughs> 10 or 11 years now. I'm not sure. So, so I, have, I have my formal education, which is many years, um, <laughs> too many years. And, and, then, and then as a professor... It's a pretty great job because I just get to, I get to go to work every day and study my faith and learn more about about what we believe as as Catholic Christians. Okay, that's great. And on your blog, I remember uh, reading the one of the posts about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and uh, one of the most important posts I think was uh, the gift of wisdom. And we usually don't hear about it. I think the only time we hear about wisdom is when we're uh, hearing about Solomon and all those things. But just to explain to people, what is the difference between sanctifying gifts and charismatic gifts? And if you could even start with what are the gifts in the first place, that would be great. That is a, a great and excellent question, Pamela, that really takes us to the, to the heart of what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. So in, in 1 Corinthians 12 and other places, but especially there, Paul, St. Paul talks about gifts. Um, that, that we now call the charismatic gifts. And the tradition says they're, they're gifts. They're gifts in the sense that they're, they're, or they're graces in the sense that they're freely given, but they don't really penetrate in, into our interior. So, so those gifts in, um, include, I don't have this list memorized, uh, but, but things like prophecy and healing and words of wisdom and words of knowledge. There's a distinction there about sort of like particular or more general things. Uh, the gifts of tongues, which which traditionally the the church understood as really being able to like for a missionary to be able to go to another country and speak their language and speak the gospel mm-hmm. so that people can hear it and and interpretation of tongues so to be able to understand people. Now we also talk about tongues sometimes in in the sense of uh, being able to speak in a language nobody can understand, mm-hmm. but 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 all of these are are good. These are called the charismatic gifts, and and the importance of these gifts is that they manifest God working in us, but in a way that's exterior. So so it's at the service of our neighbor, but it's not really transforming us as a 
as people, right? Being, being able to speak someone else's language is great, but it doesn't actually change my relationship with God. It only helps somebody else to establish a relationship with God. But, but the tradition from, from the very early church, St. Ambrose is, is one of the key players here, but looks at, at another way that the, that the Bible talks about the spirit working in our lives. And in, in Isaiah 11, where it describes the Messiah, this is also where it talks about um, the, the lion and the lamb um, and, and, and many, many more familiar passages, but it, but it begins by saying the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and fortitude, the spirit of knowledge and piety, uh, and its delight will be this, the fear of the Lord. There's a, the last two, there's a couple ways to translate them, but, but the, the tradition, um, reading the, the Greek tr- translation of the Old Testament comes up with seven. And, 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 and likes to talk about these, these seven gifts. So again, wis- and, and before I name them again, to say, as, as opposed to the charismatic gifts that are, um, that are helping us to speak to other people, these are gifts that transform us and, and help us to have a relationship with God. And some of them are intellectual gifts or in the sense that they like help us to know God and others of them are um are are more action gifts and in, in that they they help us to do things but so so their wisdom understanding counsel mm-hmm. fortitude or strength uh, knowledge piety which has to do with um how we relate with others that's a word that we don't really use the same way in english but and and fear of the lord so these are gifts these are you call them the sanctifying gifts which is a good way to um that that we talk about them now the 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 more traditional way in that they talked about them in the latin tradition was that that their graces that that aren't just given to us as gifts but their graces that make us graceful um that 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 grace us that transform us and and really those exterior gifts are at the service of interior transformation and that's what the seven gifts of the holy spirit are all about and and I think it's really important. In fact, I I make this a, a point in how I introduce my my seminarians to moral theology. It's important to understand that the Holy Spirit really does act. He really does do stuff for us. I, I joke with them. I'm not sure anybody ever gets this joke, but but um, in Acts 19, Saint Paul comes. I can't remember where he comes, but he he comes to some community and he says. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were baptized? And they said, we didn't even know there was such a thing as the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that's sort of um, funny and, and sad. As a commentary on the church today, we know that there's a Holy Spirit. I mean, we, we say the words. Mm-hmm. And some people know that there's a Holy Spirit in this really exterior sense that maybe mm-hmm. God works outside of me or, or gives me little magical gifts but but to know that that there's a holy that the holy spirit the real work of the holy spirit is to transform my interior to to change who i am in in relation to god and and to my neighbor but but to move in my heart um i th- i think that most christians today if they were honest <laughs> would would say i 
I did not even know that there was such a thing mm-hmm. as, as that kind of a Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I think it, I'm really glad that you're doing this, this podcast series. I think it's really important. So in a way, what you're saying is the gift of wisdom shows up as a sanctifying gift as well mm-hmm. as a charismatic gift, right? Yes, it's a sanctifying gift. So what is this gift of wisdom and how is wisdom different from, you know, knowledge or uh, discernment? How is it different from, from these two other things? I mean, how would you differentiate the gift of wisdom and, and, and why is it so important? So, so then this, this tradition of thinking about the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit tries to think, well, why, why does Isaiah name seven of them what's the difference between mm-hmm. these and the bible has has lots of rich teaching about wisdom i mean there's whole books about wisdom um which which i won't try to summarize <laughs> now but 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 here's here's the idea that it's especially saint augustine mm-hmm. minds from from scripture is to say that there's there's two aspects when, when we talk about wisdom the and the first and sort of more obvious but less deep part of wisdom is that wisdom lets us see how everything fits together. So, mm-hmm. so knowledge, you know, to, uh, knowledge can help us to, to know a particular thing um, and, and to understand a, a, a specific thing going on in our life. And that's important. Um, and, and our, and knowledge enlightens our, our contact with, with with everything in our life. Actually, I mean, the, in the understanding of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. they're constantly operative in the life of the Christian. So, so everything we look at, we should look at enlightened with the gift of the Holy Spirit of knowledge. Counsel, or, or you said discernment, uh, are two translations of the same thing, but helps us to make decisions. And that's also important. But there's this gift of wisdom that's, that's even higher that helps us to see how it all fits together what's 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 going on why why is there all this stuff and and they talk about it in terms of an architect you know you can be a, a bricklayer um working on a house and you know that you should put this next brick next to the other one because because that's what they told you to do mm-hmm. and sometimes you know in in some aspects of our christian life are like that where we're just taking one step after another and we don't really know how they all fit together mm. but the the architect has wisdom because when when the architect comes on to the building site he doesn't just see those bricks he sees a whole home and he sees how this home fits together and how all the different parts of the home contribute to the whole how how so so wisdom is is holistic it, it sees the whole it sees everything fitting together so first there's there's sort of that you you could say horizontal level of ri- wisdom mm-hmm. that sees how it all f- um fits together but then even deeper they say to know why how it all fits together you really have to know what the goal of it all is mm-hmm. and and so even even deeper Wisdom sees why it, how it all fits together because wisdom sees what it is we're trying to accomplish and, and, and what life is all about. And, and ultimately, I, I like to say, wisdom is really the gift of contemplation. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is, is knowing, you know, we, we can know um, what, what this particular 
you know, what I should say in this particular conversation, or we should, we can know why this person in front of me matters. And, but ultimately all of that is, is held together by knowing God and by seeing God as, as the heart of my life. And the, and the, the tradition that, that talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit connects each of the gifts to a virtue and wisdom is the one that they connect to the most important virtue of all which is love of god so so the and which is really actually is the deepest most fundamental gift of the holy spirit is to love god is that god pours his romans 5 5 says uh the love of god is poured into our hearts by the holy spirit who is given to us who is a gift to us first of all he makes us love but when we love, we, we see differently. And, and wisdom is that seeing. Wisdom is, is when, when we love, now, now we see God as somehow real. And of course, you know, in this life, we don't see God. But we also need to see God. We, we, need, we need to have some, some real knowledge of his reality and of his importance and of his centrality. So wisdom, first of all, sees God and knows that everything that I'm doing is about God, knows that. It has a real grasp of that. And then, and then sees everything else fitting together as part of that sense of, 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 of knowing and loving God. So that's a gift of, of, of wisdom. Lots more you could say about that, of course. But. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that you're saying it's something that you, uh, that is a gift of contemplation. It's not something that, that you can simply read about and, and, and do, you know, it's something that you really get. It's something that you acquire over time. So how do we go about developing this gift? Now, let's say I want the gift of wisdom or people want more to be more wise in their actions, in their daily life. Um, what actions can they take? And, and I know this is kind of difficult because Solomon had to pray for it and, and ask God who gave it to him. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit, but what can we do to develop? Okay, well, so, so you, uh, you, you got yourself out of the trap I thought you were, you were going to get yourself in, get us <laughs> into. But because, because I, I will answer your, your question, but first let me not answer it and say, <laughs> the most important thing to realize is you can't do anything. Hmm. <laughs> that's what grace means. Yeah. Um, that's and that's when we call it a gift of the Holy Spirit. Actually, it's like doubly. We're saying, first of all, it's a gift, and 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 you know, you say, what can I do to get people to give me gifts? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing something to get them to give you gifts, that that are not really gifts. <laughs> yeah. But the the point of a gift is that it is freely given. Um, and then secondly, that it's a gift of the Holy Spirit to say, he acts and, mm -hmm. and to discover the, the reality of, of God's action in our lives. Mm -hmm. but, but then, as you said, talking about Solom, Solomon, that then the answer is that we, we can ask, <laughs> mm -hmm. we can pray. And, and I really like, I, I was really struck a, a couple years ago, I was reading about um, Cardinal Newman, John Henry Newman. Mm -hmm. And he said as he got older, his prayer became more and more about intercession. Mm. And I thought that was really funny because I always sort of thought, like, as, you know, we who don't, um, you know, just want stuff, yeah. we ask for God. But, 
but if I if I were really holy, I wouldn't ask for anything. I I just you know bask in His glory, and and Cardinal Newman says the opposite. He says no. The more we know God, the deeper we enter into relationship with God. The more we realize that we have to ask mm-hmm. and ask Him into our lives and ask Him into the lives of our of our friends and to discover. Um, we sometimes talk about that the divine initiative to say, mm-hmm. God, God acts, God, the Holy Spirit. We didn't even know there was such a thing as a Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. No, there's a Holy Spirit and he will act. Come Holy Spirit. So first we have to, we have to ask. Second, the second, I, th- I think I have three things here. Um, the, the second thing is that we have to, we grow in these gifts by, by living them. Mm-hmm. So how, how do we grow in, in wisdom we do what what the wise do, which which is contemplation, mm. um, and that that's a whole other podcast series. I think um, <laughs> what is contemplation? Yeah. Um, but 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 I just urge you know not to narrow a definition. I mean, contemplation is is all the many ways of of looking at God. So when we look at an icon, when we look at a crucifix, when we read scripture, when we um, when we call on the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. when we pray the Our Father, like to look on God, is is the place where wisdom happens. And somehow, again, first of all, we just ask God to act in our lives. But but second, we participate in the life of wisdom, and then and then we look at everything and and try, you know, try to have that contemplative gaze on our lives of stepping back and and looking at everything in our lives in terms of how you know how does this all revolve around god how is how is god the sun at the center of this this universe so so we look at at life uh, in light of god and then the third thing that i want to say ask <laughs> do <laughs> but but it's to realize that the gifts of the holy spirit are they all come together right mm-hmm. so so it's not and actually, this is something that's that's different about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the charismatic gift, or the the sanctifying gifts of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit. You might have a prophet who's not a healer, or a healer who's not a prophet, or or a great preacher who's not a healer or a prophet, mm-hmm. um, or somebody who can. Speak. But 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 wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord—they all come together. And there's a metaphor uh, in in the tradition that says it's it's kind of like like a a glove or or a hand, you know how do you, how do you I grow a, a bigger thumb by growing a bigger hand, right? You know, like like that. It, it's you don't you don't have one part of this this organism without the the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So as we grow in the whole life of the of um of our faith. We, we grow in each of, of the parts. Mm. And I think that's, that's actually, in, in a way, in a way that's non-advice because you say, um, well, gee, but I want to grow in, in wisdom. What's the point of talking about wisdom if you're not going to tell me how to grow in this specifically? But, mm. but realize that there's, that there's a whole organic, <laughs> um, you know, a life of a, we, they do, we do actually talk about that as an organism, our spiritual life as, as a, a whole life that has to grow together. Um, 
And so as we grow in sanctity, we grow in the sanctifying gifts, all of them. And I guess a, a footnote, three part B, I guess. <laughs> um, well, if you say, to say, you know, on the simplest life level, we just live the Christian life. Mm. And, and we avoid, um, one of the, another thing I try to bring out when I teach, when I introduce my guys to moral theology is what mortal sin means and, mm. and what sin means in general. Mm. But, but we, we have these very legalistic ideas of what, what sin is, but, but what mortal sin means is death, <laughs> right? Mm. So it's the death of this organism. And, and staying out of mortal sin means staying alive in this whole life of, of the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, not, it's not to say, like, God will zap you or he'll get angry or he'll hurt you in this way or that way or take this thing or that. It's to say, when, when we aren't living this life, we don't have the life. And when we live the life, we, we grow in the life. And, and I think it's important, it's valuable to learn about the different parts of the life but i guess actually this kind of comes back to what wisdom is to realize that the life is a whole it's not just a bunch of separate unrelated parts mm. it's something that holds together that's organic so that's how so so we ask we we contemplate and and have a contemplative gaze on everything and we live the whole life so in a way uh, going back to what you said about uh, sin if sin is affecting any one of the any one part of our life it does affect the growth of all these gifts in our life right yeah and and you know it's interesting you can you can prophesy um prophesy in the state of sin mm. but but you can't have contemplation yeah <laughs> without and and realize that that venial sin too or you know sin that doesn't destroy mm-hmm. our life entirely it's still is chipping away at that. I mean, every little act, you know, every every time I'm not straight with somebody, every time I don't I don't serve, you know, where where I know that the Holy Spirit is prompting me to serve through the gift of counsel, um, that that where I where I'm I know that there are, are things that I should do, and I and I every time I say no mm-hmm. to the light of God and to the love of God. And to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, I, I shut down that life mm. a little bit, and that, and that's that's really the deeper meaning of of sin. It's again, I, I just I really want to get out of both the idea of sin as just breaking a rule. Mm. Sin is breaking a relationship, and and the rules. <laughs> I mean, the rules are important because they show us the contours of of that relationship. I mean, there are things you don't do. It's never going to be healthy for a relationship to, you know, punch somebody in the face. Um, so don't do that. But, but, and, and that's a rule that, you know, is real. But, but the deeper thing is that you need to cultivate the relationship, not just follow the rules. And, and to realize, too, that, that the response, there's really, um, the, the consequences of, of sin are, 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 I guess we, we, we say sometimes in parenting, we talk about natural consequences. Mm-hmm. The consequences of sin are natural consequences. It's not, it's not that when you sin, God gets angry at you and he hurts you. Mm-hmm. That's not who God is. God is merciful. God wants to give himself to us, but we're able to refuse him. And, and somehow, somehow he gives us that, that possibility of, of saying no 
and and so in in sin it's it's not it doesn't really require god to react to my sin to hurt me my my sin already hurts me i i say no holy spirit i don't want you in my heart and and that that is the punishment of sin i mean that's that's hell finally it's to say it, not that god hates us and wants to punish us but the but that god offers us all these gifts and and we can say no i don't want those gifts mm. so that's a terrible thing yeah <laughs> well, that that is scary actually uh and somehow we still tend to do it all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so now what happens um like let's say we're asking we're growing in wisdom and i i don't think there's something that would quantify that okay i'm getting more wiser uh-huh. uh, but yeah. what are the fruits of this 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 grace of wisdom uh, how do we know or uh, what is the result of of having this hmm. and that's a that's a hard question to answer i think i do so again i'll not answer it and then i'll and then i will try to answer it i do think it's important that um that there isn't really a promise that will know everything about our our life that's something i th- i think well no catholics have our own version of this but Pro- protestants can can sometimes some some parts of protestants can sort of grasp and look for a kind of reassurance and that's just not the promise jesus mm-hmm. doesn't promise us that we'll know everything about our spiritual life and and the catholic church teaches very definitively i mean on, on the highest level of authority says you can't really know that much about your <laughs> your interior life and your relationship with god that's mm-hmm. that's you know and we have to we kind of part of part of the struggle of this life is that we we should always have a certain doubt about ourselves and you know that to some extent that saint augustine says um he says this about the trinity but he says if you think you understand the trinity mm. you don't <laughs> and and i think i think to some extent if if you think that you have a really great spiritual life mm. you probably don't <laughs> because because the more we grow where where is someone like mother teresa we learned mm. you know part part of the depths of her spiritual life was that she felt she felt her distance from god yeah. so painfully and mm-hmm. and and the reason that we don't feel that distance is because we don't care right you know because we don't we don't we don't love enough to to care about the the distance that remains so as we grow it's that's sort of it's sort of disorienting to realize as we grow it doesn't exactly feel like growth and we don't have a clear measure of growth but uh the par- part of this tradition of thinking about the holy spirit also talks about the the fruits of the holy spirit at, which is in at the end of galatians 5 shoot there's actually i'm i'm ashamed because you have an ecumenical audience to say i only know the catholic list which expands <laughs> a little on on the um the list in galatians yeah but, um there, there's actually a way that a couple of them they they sort of Say well, there are a couple aspects of this, but anyway, so so I should have Galatians in front of me, but but the Catholic um, sort of expansion of the list is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long suffering, uh, humility or, or meekness and fidelity, mm-hmm. modesty, continence, and chastity. 
-hmm. and and these 12 fruits of the holy spirit they say that the gifts of the spirit are like the roots they're like the really deep down work of the holy spirit in us wisdom understanding counsel fortitude knowledge piety fear of the lord is the list in isaiah 11. those are the roots but those those roots bear fruits there there are there are things that happen in our life when when the holy spirit is at work in us and you know i mean that's true of all of the gospel i think i mean so back away from galatians for a minute i think you know if if we read the gospels or, or the letters of saint paul or you know any of the new testament um or certainly the the commandments of the old testament we read any of that and we we're like uh you know that probably that's not so important that's not a good sign <laughs> of the life of the Holy Spirit in us. If if the word of God doesn't resonate with us and doesn't, you know, I mean, on the one hand, if it really resonates, we're called out of ourselves and we say, wow, I don't do that. Mm. But, but, if, but if we say, I don't need to do that. I, I think I, I talk a lot with my students about, um, about the call to the poor. It's just so rich and all over, especially the gospels. And, and if we say, you know, what Jesus says about the poor doesn't really matter, that bad sign, right? <laughs> um, somehow Jesus' words aren't echoing in us. That says something about how deeply the Holy Spirit has, has taken root in my heart. And maybe I need to pray more for him to come rather than um, explaining away the words of Jesus. You know, if I say, I don't really need to be a good Samaritan, <laughs> not good sign. So, and if I don't want to live the commandments, if I don't want to, uh, any of these things, but, but love, joy, peace, if there's not joy, no, there's, you know, obviously there's a lot of, of room and a lot we could talk about, about what is it, what does Christian joy mean? It doesn't mean being happy, go lucky all the time, but there is a sense, St. Paul tells us that when the Holy Spirit in us is in us, it bears the fruit of, of joy mm. and of a kind of peace yeah. and patience. And uh, as a father of, of seven, <laughs> I know a lot about how little patience I have, <laughs> you know, and how, how, and, and the response to that, I mean, there's lots of ways we can talk about plans of life and schedules and whatever, but, mm. but most deeply patience is the fruit of the Holy spirit. Mm. And I need to say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Holy Spirit, change me, work in me. I actually like to, I'm not, I always forget to do this, but, um, but, but I, I try to have a gift of the Holy Spirit that I think about each day as a way of calling for the Holy Spirit. So, so especially when I'm dealing with my kids, I'm like, I'm in this interaction, what's going on in me? And I say, meekness or, or gen gentleness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And, and when I'm not gentle, I say, come Holy Spirit. Um, and, and he has a lot of work to do in me yet. Um, but, but at least I can recognize, ah, this, there's some, what the deeper thing that's lacking is not just this mm -hmm. surface manifestation, mm -hmm. but that deeper growth in the life of the Holy Spirit, of the love of God poured in, into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who is the gift. So in a way, it's, it also means that we need to be interacting with the Holy Spirit. We need to be praying um, mm -hmm. uh, with the Spirit, to the Spirit. And I think we, we tend to forget. I mean, there's a lot of focus on God is love. 
Jesus died for us and then the Holy Spirit is just floating around somewhere. So uh -huh. there, there has to be this focus, focused prayer uh, to the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, well, and to realize that, that the way that God is mercy and that Jesus is love is that he shares his love with us. Mm -hmm. and, and the Holy Spirit is the name of Jesus sharing his love with us. And um, so if we have an idea of Jesus's love, uh, I mean, I, I think this is kind of a problem in Catholic preaching today. We talk about Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me. <laughs> but we don't realize what, I mean, and that's, that's obviously a very good thing and a wonderful thing. But, but to say what Jesus loves me means, I really think the word grace has to be just central to under, understanding of our faith. Because grace is me being transformed by that love. Mm -hmm. Grace is the, the imprint on me, the, 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 the way I am different yeah. from his love. And it's not just imitation of his love. It's not mm -hmm. just, or, and it's not just response to his love. That's nice, but that's not enough. Because ultimately that's a God who's outside of me, a God who can't work in me, a God who doesn't have a Holy Spirit to give me. God pours his love into our hearts. <laughs> he, he gives us his love so that I can love with, with his heart. And, and another way the Catholic tradition talks about that, this is, is the sacred heart to say, um, make our hearts like unto thine. I mean, it's really another way of saying, come Holy Spirit, to say, give me your heart. I want to love. I don't just want to know that you love me. I want, I want to love back. I want to love with your love. I want to be merciful with your mercy. I want that to penetrate me and change me and transform me. Thank you so much for talking to us about the gift of wisdom, uh, Eric, because it's, it's a very extensive and a very difficult topic as far as I know. And um, even while you were explaining, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is so vast. And, mm -hmm. and each thing, like I, I even made a note now, I said, I wrote down now that, oh, what is contemplation? That should be one of my episodes in the future. Uh -huh. <laughs> so thank you so much for um, taking the time from your vacation and talking to us about the gift of wisdom. But tell us uh, where people can find you, where they can reach out to you and uh, write to you if they want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would be uh, delighted to get any email. I'm at, well, I'm at Seton Hall University. Um, so you can look me up. Uh, what is my email? Eric, E-R-I-C dot Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N at S-H-U, Seton Hall University, S-H-U dot E-D-U. You can check out my blog, Professor Johnston, again, Johnston with a T dot com. And, uh, and, I've, and I'd be delighted to hear from you. And I really appreciate being asked uh, <laughs> to, to join your project here, Pamela. This is, this is really neat. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we hope we can have you again, maybe to do the rest of the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'd be delighted. Mm -hmm.